Hello and welcome to What Happened for part two of our CES coverage. I'm your host as always, Tyler Callahan, and for this part two coverage, we actually have a mix of stories. We got cars, we got laptops, and we got a bit of Google. So first story is Nissan's new Leaf model goes long range. At CES, Nissan finally unveiled their long range Leaf model called the Leaf E+. The long range car will be able to go 226 miles on a full charge, which is about a 40% increase compared to the regular model. If you're interested in buying one, it will be available later in January in Japan for $38,300 and will be available in Europe sometime in mid-2019 for €45,000. Nissan also said that it will be available in the US sometime in the spring but did not give any details on price. I think this is great from Nissan because electric cars are the future and while Tesla is usually the one to push the envelope, it's good that other car companies such as Nissan push ahead as well. Now I didn't grab any sales data but I am curious how the sales are for the regular Leaf is and would this long range model provide a boost. SanDisk shows off a prototype 4TB drive. SanDisk always likes to push how much they can fit on a small flash drive, and at CES that is no different. This week they showed off a prototype USB-C flash drive that has a whopping 4TB. So while this is great and real small and compact, it is likely to actually never reach the market. First, this is a prototype, it's not final hardware. There's no release date or price, and The Verge even mentioned that the 1TB version they showed off this time last year at CES never actually made it to market. So it's highly doubtful this one would make it as well. Which is a shame because this is really great and but the price would probably be outrageous. Lenovo shows off their Yoga S940. Talking a bit about laptops, we got the Lenovo Yoga S940 with a laptop without bezels. It has a 13.9 inch screen that will come in two versions. One is a regular 1080p with Dolby Vision HDR or 4K with HDR. Lenovo is using a type of contoured glass that helps shrink down the bezels. So what's powering this? Well, it has an Intel 8th Gen Core i7 processor with up to 16 gigabytes of RAM and a terabyte of SSD storage, depending on your configuration. Heads up about the ports, there are no regular USB ports. Instead, there are two Thunderbolt 3 USB-C ports. The S940 will be coming out sometime in May and starts at $14.99. CES is a good place to see where the latest laptops that will be coming out over the next few months are going. And this looks like a really good one. It's expensive, but a 4K screen with HDR, 16 gigs of RAM, and a terabyte of storage, that's really great. Now obviously that model won't be $1,500, so I'm curious what that model would actually cost. But depending on the price, it could be really good. But I'll keep an eye on the reviews for when it comes out. Who knows, maybe if it's really good, I'll talk about it again on the podcast when it comes out. Lenovo shows off a tablet dock combo. Lenovo is busy at CES this year and they also brought something along that should have been here last year. When Google showed off the home hub last year I thought well why not a tablet? This is just a stationary tablet that you can't move. Well Lenovo has fixed this with the smart tab. The smart tab is a 10 inch Android tablet with Alexa built in. It also comes with a dock and when you dock the tablet it charges and also then goes into Amazon's show mode. This sets it up as an echo show where It plays music, shows photos, and takes voice requests. For the tablet, there are two models, the M10 and the P10. They both have the same screen, run the same Snapdragon 450 processor, and run Android Oreo. The difference is in battery, storage, and RAM. The M10 has an option of either 2GB of RAM with 16GB of storage, or 3GB of RAM with 32GB of storage. Its battery is also 4850mAh. Compare that to the P10, which has 4GB of RAM with 64GB of storage, with a battery bigger at 7,000 milliamps. For the pricing, M10 starts out at 199 with the P10 starting at 299 and both will be available later this month. I love this so much I actually might go get one because it just makes sense. When you want to, you can take the tablet on the go, watch your Netflix, you know, play some games and all that around the house, traveling, and then when you're not using it, you can just put it in the dock, it charges it, and you know, you know, it's your alarm clock. It's your alarm clock, you know, you can set timers, look at photo albums, 
it's the best of both worlds, kind of. Now, I will say, just based on specs alone, people should get the P10 because the M10 with 2GB of RAM is really low. Also, if you actually do plan on using this as a tablet, downloading videos, downloading games, you'd want the 64GB of storage as well. For me, I'm definitely going to wait for the reviews, though, to see the performance of the tablets. That, for me, will make it or break it. Lenovo Google Clock. Once again, improving on the ideas of Google Home from last year is this new alarm clock from Lenovo. Called the Smart Clock, it's an alarm clock with a touchscreen and Google Assistant built in. It's a lot like Amazon's Echo Spot in some ways. So it's compact with a 4-inch screen at 480 by 800 resolution, built-in speakers, and there's also a USB port in the back so you can charge a separate device. Again, this is Google Assistant built in, so it will show you the time, weather, any appointments you have in your Google Calendar, as well as you can ask it questions and play music. And unlike its competitor Echo Spot, this does not have a camera at all, which, with people being more nervous about a lack of privacy these days, is a good move. I don't think you need a camera in any everything. The smart clock will be coming out in sometime in the spring, and it will cost about $80. Personally for me, all these smart home devices that Google and Amazon are making or supporting, this is one of the ones I'm more interested in, or the tablet one. Because as of now, I don't really have a use for the big ones like Echo Show or the Home Hub. This one is nice, simple, and it's nice for the nightstand as well. Though if I do get this, I'm going to wait till it goes on sale. I like 40 50 bucks. 80 for just a glorified smart alarm clock is a bit too much. TiVo developing apps for streaming boxes. TiVo is expanding a bit by developing apps for streaming boxes. The apps are being developed for Apple TV, Roku, and Fire TV, and would allow users to watch their recorded TV shows or live TV on the device without needing to buy a second TiVo like the TiVo Mini. So instead of having TiVos in multiple rooms, the idea setup would be that the main TiVo is in one room, say the living room, then in bedrooms, you can watch the content from that TiVo on a Fire Stick or Apple TV. There are no set dates for the apps coming out, but That's Not Funny is reporting that they'll be rolling out between the second and third quarter of 2019, with the Fire TV first, then Roku, and lastly, Apple TV. Now, this isn't big, but it's nice to see TiVo still around and making moves to stay relevant, because obviously they have been hurting a bit with the rise of streaming services and devices since all those services have no ads to skip over. For me, this won't get me to buy a TiVo, but I have no need for one. But I am curious if any of you listening have one, and if so, why? Just curious. And lastly, we're finishing up this story with, personally, one of my favorite things coming out of CES this year is LG unveils a rollable TV. Now, a little backstory. Over the past couple years, we've always seen prototypes of OLED screens being bendable, foldable, but they've always been prototypes, just general test. This year, we're actually seeing devices. I saw another phone, unlike the Samsung one that was shown off a couple months ago, that's a bendable phone. You know, it stretches out to almost an 8-inch tablet, but then you can fold it like a magazine or like a newspaper, and it bends. So that's one idea of it. This one is a rollable TV. Shown off as a po- prototype last year, the latest LG is showing off a more finished product. Called the OLED TV, it is a rollable 65-inch 4K TV. The way it works is that at first it just looks like a big long coffee table. But when you press a button, the top sides open and the TV will roll up. When it is fully rolled up, it is supported on the back with a metal frame that expands as you roll up. Also, the so-called coffee table actually has speakers built in below it, so that's where it gets the sound from. Now, obviously, the big issue here is that we don't have experience with folding or rolling screens yet. So how long would it last? LG has said that the TV would be able to handle 50,000 rolls, or to break it down with their example, it will last you 34 years if you roll it up and down only four times a day. And that's about all we know about it. While this is the version LG will be releasing and selling to people, there's no current release date or price, except that it should be out in sometime in the second half of 2018. This is really cool, and 50,000 rolls seems good enough. Unlike a foldable phone, for example, which that's meant to do it all the time, the TV is not. You're not going to be, you know, every hour, like, gotta close the TV, gotta open the TV, gotta close the TV. So I think four or five 
you know, rolls a day seems good. And also, four rolls a day at 34 years. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be keeping this TV for 34 years. However, a lot like how 4K was the big new tech a couple years ago for TVs, these are going to be crazy expensive when it comes out. I'll tell you right now, if this is sold below $10,000, I'd be shocked. And I personally cannot wait to buy one of these myself in about 10 years when they are affordable. So that is it for What Happens coverage of CES 2019. It was great to cover it finally. Nothing crazy like the past few years, but some nice improvements on laptops. We're seeing uh, new technology with the TVs, especially with LG, the foldable TVs. That is going to be something that you will see more often now, at least in the high-end TVs. And yeah, just, again, small improvements in all areas, but nothing huge. Uh, if you are interested in tech, uh, the next big tech conference will be in February. The uh, the big, uh, what is it, I believe, uh, Mobile Mobile World Congress or Mobile Phone Congress in Barcelona. Happens uh, every year at the end of February. That's where a lot of companies are going to be showing off their new phones. And in fact, at the time of this recording, Samsung just sent out their press release for the S10. That's happening a couple days before that. So that week will be a busy week for tech and a busy week for phones. But besides that, after this now, back to normal schedule. Next week will be a normal episode covering stories that I did not cover this week due to CES. And then just move on from there. As always, you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at TylerCallahan95. And thank you for listening.